Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. With our Not Lukewarm Podcast, and as I promised last week, I have an interview this week with Bonnie Engstrom, who is the author of 61 Minutes to a Miracle, Fulton Sheen, and a True Story of the Impossible. So, Bonnie, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you. I am I am excited as well. Um, last week we talked about saints because, you know, in November we celebrate the saints in, in the Catholic Church. And so your book just came perfect timing, right? Um, so tell us a little bit about the book itself and the story behind sure. it. Yeah. So the book tells the story of the Vatican-approved miracle that happened to my son through the intercession of Fulton Sheen. Um, When my son was born nine years ago, he was a stillborn and he did not have a pulse for the first 61 minutes after his birth. Um, And it was when the doctors and he he was born at home. So once he was in the emergency room, um, they were going to call time of death. And it was at that moment that his heart started to beat again. And we attribute that that miracle. Of course, it was Jesus Christ who rose our son from the dead. But we attribute the prayers of Fulton Sheen um, to be part of the reason why James came back to life and why today he's a normal boy. It is just amazing. When I read your the book and I read certain parts of the story, I was just getting absolute goosebumps. I mean, as a mom and now as a grandmother, I'm thinking to myself, when you said like you didn't even know what you were thinking, you know, and you weren't sure what was really going on, I just was thinking to myself, what what would I have done if, you know, if I were in that situation? And I have absolutely no idea, except I know I would have been praying as you were. Um, because really, what else could you have done, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. In times of desperation, right, we just lean on the Lord because that's, the habit that we've built in our life, thanks be to God. So, yeah. yeah. So then how did it come to be that this miracle, which truly is a miracle, um, just amazing. And how did it come to be that you became part of this whole process with Archbishop Fulton Sheen and his road to becoming a saint? Yeah, well, um, we believed from the very beginning, I mean, the first day of James's life, I got on the Facebook and my blog and I, I told people, we need to pray for a miracle. And if a miracle happens, we're going to attribute it to Fulton Sheen. And I had no idea when I wrote that where this would end up. You know, I, I just was saying and I believed it, but I was in a, in a way I was just saying things and I had no I- idea of what I was saying. But um yeah, once once kind of the the evidence was there that you know, cuz when James was in the NICU, they had done an MRI that showed that he had extensive brain damage. Like in the first about 24 hours of his life, they did this MRI that showed there was brain damage. And when he was about 3 months old, there was a follow-up MRI and that showed a perfectly normal brain. So once we had the medical evidence And as James continued to age and hit his milestones and just develop like a normal baby, we, 
you know, we just knew, especially my mom, my mom really encouraged me to contact the Sheen Foundation and let them know, hey, you know, this happened and we thought maybe you would be interested in, I don't know, having it on file. (laughs) That was that was definitely one of the funnier parts in the book where you describe the phone call and the sister who was taking the call listened to you and then she says, I better get a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, lo- I started laughing. So really, you describe the initial miracle of James being stillborn and then being resurrected at 61 minutes. But then it was miracle after miracle, really, because right. the doctors really did not give you much hope for any sort of normal quality of life um, that that James was going to be a little boy who did all the things little boys do, um, but rather that who knew what was going to happen with him. So it really, it wasn't one miracle. It was multiple miracles, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that um, it's one of those things like where, when God brought James back to life, he brought him back in the fullest way. Right. Which meant that, his body was well enough that it could heal. Do you know what I mean? It could, it could, um, it could do the things that it was supposed to do because it was a normal, healthy body and not one that had been dead for an hour, right? Because God had just fully restored him to life. And so, so that was kind of like the miracle. You know, that's what was approved by the Vatican. But you're right, it played out over you know, the, the days and the weeks and the months and the years, really, every time James does something just completely normal, (laughs) it feels like another miracle because, you know, my son, when he learned to ride a two wheeler without training wheels, that felt like another miracle because he should have never been able to do that, you know? Right. But it's interesting what you just said that when God restored him, he restored him to his original self that he that God created him to be. And I think when we think about God and miracles and restoration, when would he ever do something halfway, right? Right. He he would never do that. It's it's we sometimes think, oh, is it going to be the whole thing? Well of course it's going to be the whole thing because why would God do something halfway? He would never do that. You know, he can't his generosity, his his gifts cannot be outdone ever you know right right this is just a perfect a really wonderfully perfect example of that um so was was the book hard to write yes (laughs) yes i I asked that because you know i i write and so i i wonder just is it was what was hard about it? it reliving the trauma to to write about it i had to really you know, go back to those experiences. And when you write a book and then you edit it and rewrite and rewrite and re- I was going back to those things over and over and over again. Um, so it wasn't uncommon for me to, you know, hold myself away to work on the book for an hour. And my husband, Travis, would come in to check on me. And instead of typing, I would be sobbing. Oh, dear. <laughs> So, so I guess it was very, you know, therapeutic. I got to process and work through a lot of my emotions, but um, it was, it was just on that level. Emotionally, it was very hard to write. And 
so what does what does James know about what does he like what does he understand about himself as a as being a miracle? Yeah. So I mean he knows the whole story. Um and he, you know, he's still a little boy. He knows right. it in a in a way that is appropriate for his age and um but I'm we don't treat him like he's anything special, you know. Um <laughs> so, so he doesn't have like a big head or anything. You know, we, we always shift the focus, you know, Fulton Sheen said this prayer and Jesus listened to this prayer and this happened for the glory of God and the good of his church. You know, that's always the kind of the way that we focus everything. But um, I mean, he knows he has a couple of scars on his leg and um, in the it was because there had been like just a massive chemical burn from one of the drugs that they had given him in the ambulance. And um, they thought, you know, we're going to have to amputate this leg because it's just completely um, destroyed. And, and of course he still has it. He just has some scars on it, but sometimes he'll be like, so they were going to cut off this leg, like <laughs> processing that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that, I think it, I think it must be as he grows older, I wonder, you know, what, what will that cause in him? You know, but of course there's no way to know. And again, God worked this for his, for his glory and and has restored him so whatever comes from this will will be good because nothing nothing bad could come from it you know because it was it was from god to begin with um so what i what i appreciated in your book was that you really did walk people through the steps of how someone becomes a saint how someone goes um, from being a servant of god to being a blessed and then uh, to being a saint. And I think that was a, a great service to people because even people who've been Catholic all their life, in some ways it's still sort of like this vague notion of how yeah. it actually happens. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I, my husband and I, we learned so much. And um, I, because we just had never been in a situation where I guess we needed to know and we just trust we trusted the process, you know, um, yeah. but to, to really, um, I mean, gosh, to go through the, all the details and to be a part of it in, in such a, um, intimate way, it was really beautiful. And I guess for us, that was something that, um, we wanted to share and we wanted to help people to understand just because I, I don't know, it was not only was it interesting, I, I felt like it was really edifying to see, if the church says something is a miracle, it really is a miracle. They have exhausted the research. There's no way anyone is lying about this, you know? So that was just really, that was really, um, again, it was beautiful. It was kind of re it reinforced our faith, I guess, in that. And so it was something we wanted to share for yeah, others. Yeah, I could see how it would reinforce that. And it is, it, like you point out, oftentimes you wonder, people think, oh, the church says there was these miracles, but, you know, do they really, what do they know? What does the church know? Well, it wasn't just, you know, some, some priests and lay people who think this is a miracle, but it's medical evidence and doctors studying it and, and really trying to making sure that it's a hundred percent more even more than a hundred percent. I felt at times like, when I was reading it, I thought, Oh my gosh, like 
this is seriously in depth. So it is good to know uh, that the church does not take this lightly. And right. you know, anyone becoming a saint, they do not take it lightly, right. um, which I think is really, really important. Um, so, so um, what of of all the things um, that that went on? Besides the fact that you now have a wonderful son, and I know you have other children as well, what what is the best thing that you you've taken from this whole experience? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Um, so I, if I can kind of fudge and give you two answers, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, the first is that God. God still does miracles of biblical proportion. Because um, I remember being a little girl and asking my mom, why doesn't God bring people back from the dead anymore? Why doesn't he do, why doesn't he heal people in this way? But going through this experience um, and seeing this miracle with my own eyes has really shifted my lens um, and so now when, when people tell me about the miracles that God has worked in their, in their lives, I see that he really is still, demons are still being cast out, you know, and people are still being healed in extraordinary ways. And it was just kind of, I wasn't perceiving it that way for whatever reason, but that has just been really powerful and really beautiful. Um, and the second thing is that the body of Christ is just amazing, um, and that was such a gift to experience that, um, where, you know, religious priests and the laity, you know, and not just Catholics, but Christians and, you know, just all the creatures of God, you know, he had, he has made us good to be good and to be generous. And, and that's what people were, you know, over and over and over again. And that was such a gift. That's, that's wonderful. Um, and it's good to know that we can all still hold on to that same hope that you have now with with seeing that miracle literally live and in person right in front of you. Yeah. Um, so I think that's wonderful. Um, I'm going to drop some some links uh, to your website, and people can also follow you on Instagram, right at Bonnie. Yeah. Engstrom, yep. and also a link to purchase your book from Our Sunday Visitor. Um, the book is truly amazing. It is a good read. It will, it's not a tough read. Uh, it makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It was an excellent, excellent book. Very, very well done, all of it. Um, and so, Bonnie, again, thank you so much for being with us today, and uh, good luck with all of your little miracles because i think you have nine of them we have eight eight you kids. have eight okay yes. sorry yeah eight eight children all right um that's amazing and wonderful so uh we, good luck with all of them we'll keep you in our prayers and have a wonderful wonderful day thank, thank you. you god bless isn't that just an amazing story of restoration and the testimony of the God that we love and serve, how much he loves us and how far he is willing to go to restore us, to restore us to fullness of the person that he's created us to be. I just absolutely love Bonnie's 
and her son James's story. So our not lukewarm challenge this week is to look for the miracles in your life. So many times we overlook things. We don't see what is right in front of us that God is giving us. And so that's my challenge for all of us this week, is to look for the miracles and note them, and then tell people about them so that they too can know that God is working and alive in the world today, just as he was you know, in, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. He is always with us. And so spread that good news that miracles are still happening today. That is our Not Lukewarm Challenge. And I hope to uh, be with you all again next week. And I will uh, look for the miracles in my life as well. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.